a tax for hire. It's the focus of research led by Symantec. And here, Kevin Haley, director of Symantec's security response team, shares what his team has found out about a group that's named Hidden Links and the breadcrumbs that connect this group to a number of attacks. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Kevin, the name of this group is Hidden Links Group. What can you tell us about this group and who's behind it? Well, it's a highly sophisticated group of hackers who have been around for some time now and launched numerous campaigns against numerous industries. And it's really this broad reach that they have, the, the, the number of different types of organizations that they've attacked that make us believe they're a hacker-for-hire type organization. So how long have you been tracking this group, and, and what have you learned about its origins? Well, we've been tracking this group since 2009. Uh, it's just that back in 2009, we weren't aware of the scope of what this group was involved in. In the last several years, we've been really able to start putting all the pieces together to understand that multiple attacks are all the responsibility from this group. And so uh, that led up to the research that we just published. And so, Kevin, which industries have been targeted so far and over what period of time? Well, over the last several years, a whole host of industries have been targeted. About a quarter to 30% of those attacks were against the financial or investment industry, another 25% against government, but we've also seen attacks against healthcare, engineering, education, legal, retail, pharmaceutical, food, and the defense industry. One thing that I found fascinating um, is the fact that Semantic believes that Hidden Links actually comprises two separate teams. Why do you think, Kevin, the two separate teams are actually involved in this group? Well, it looks like there's actually an A and a B team. Uh, you know, the B team is called in to do uh, general types of attacks, and, and we see one particular piece of malware and a way of operating that is very prevalent and involved in a lot of these attacks. But there's another group uh, within the bigger group within Hidden Links that appears only to be called out for the very hard jobs. Uh, these are the, they have more stealth malware, and they are attacking very specific targets that are the hardest ones to get in. So beyond the fact that you have one group that's brought in when the attacks are a little bit more sophisticated or difficult, do the teams have different focuses? Sure, yeah. Well, they, they have different malware. That, that's definitely the case. The A team, the team NAID, as we call them, is the ones that the malware is more stealth. They don't use it as often. For instance, they'll use it with a zero-day vulnerability, uh, a vulnerability nobody else knows about, so that'll help them get onto a computer. But as soon as everybody knows about this vulnerability, they stop using it. Uh, that's kind of an example of something they're doing to try to stay hidden and stay stealth. Where the other team uses their piece of malware, they'll use it everywhere. If people become aware of it, that's fine. They'll just continue. The A team also is very focused on the defense industry, and those are some of the hardest companies to break into. Uh, they know they're under attack. They take great precautions. So that's where this surgical strike team you know, gets involved, where the B team, the team Modor, which is what their malware is called, they are after the financial sector, government, healthcare. They're in all those other industries and, and a lot of different attacks going on at the same time. Kevin, are these teams based or planted in different parts of the world? Well, we've identified that this group operating out of China, and that's because the infrastructure that's involved, the back-end infrastructure that we've discovered that both these teams are using is in China. Where they actually uh, wake up and go to work in the morning, we, we can't tell you, but we know that since their infrastructure is based in China, most likely they're located there. 
Are there other groups out there, Kevin, that are similar or resemble hidden links? How unique is this group and its attacks? Well, there certainly are a number of other attackers that are capable of uh, these types of targeted attacks that this group is running. What sets them apart, what really makes them unique is this kind of A-team of surgical strikes that they're able to pull off. Um, they have stolen digital certificates in order to sign their malware to make it look like they're good files. They've infiltrated supply chains to get onto hardware so that their malware was planted on hardware that was going into their ultimate target environment as a way to get in there. So they seem to be really out-of-the-box thinkers who, when there's a really tough problem, they come in to solve it. And that's what makes them unique and makes them really stand out from the other attack groups that are out there. So tell us, Kevin, a bit about the Trojans that are used in these attacks. What do these Trojans reveal to us about the sophistication of this group? Yeah, well, it's interesting because the the B team, Team Modar, that's the name of their malware. It is based on a existing remote access tool that's very common among the hacker uh, community. It's called uh, Ghost Rat. So they've taken kind of think of it as off-the-shelf hacking tool, and they have kind of converted it for their own uses. They've made their own version. That's kind of the B team. The A team itself has written their own piece of malware, and as I said, it's only used in very special operations. They've managed to get it digitally signed in order to further hide it, although now that we know about that method, that doesn't work anymore, but it was very successful for them for a time. And they attack just a small number of sites, as I said, in order to keep themselves very stealth. You mentioned earlier that you've been tracking this group since 2009. Kevin, how has the group and or its attacks, how have they evolved? Right. Well, in 2009, there was an attack uh, called Aurora and uh, or uh, Hydrac. It goes by a couple different names. And this attack was one of the first broadly publicized attacks by groups involved in cyber espionage, and several U.S. companies had been broken into attempts to steal their intellectual property. That did gain a lot of notoriety. As we started to do our research, we discovered that this group was involved in that because one of their pieces of malware was actually used in that attack. So what we see is an evolution from these guys where they were there seemingly in the beginning of these attacks and have begun to spread and attack more. So we're seeing a higher volume of attacks being launched and managed. We're seeing an increase in the sophistication of what they're doing. And we've actually seen new attack techniques developed by this team where most targeted attacks start with an email that is sent to the victim trying to fool them into clicking on a link or an attachment to infect themselves. This group perfected a technique where they would lie in wait on a website, a website that they knew their victims went to. And when their victims went to the website, they would then infect them through the browser when they went to that website. This is called a watering hole attack, and they started doing this in uh, 2011. And it, too, is very innovative in its, uh, its approach. Kevin, do you think that this group is at all linked to the DDoS attacks that have been waged against U.S. banking institutions for the last year? No, the only type of attack that we've seen this group is where they're off to steal uh, information, uh, cyber espionage, if you will. Um, a DDoS attack uh, would take a server down um, or, or cause uh, difficulties in reaching a, a web server. That's not their style. They're, they're actually looking to get on that server to steal information, not to bring it down. Are there other groups 
out there that are attacking for hire? There certainly is. There are groups that are certainly connected with nation states, mm-hmm. um, whether loosely or part of their structure, for lack of a better word. There are certainly groups that are in this who are doing it just to make money. And, uh, well, clearly this gang is, but those are more criminal in intent than, than kind of, you know, stealing information, just trying to steal money straight out, like some of these uh, attacks against banks. And there are other people that are profiting by providing services. We see people who provide bots for services, who provide command and control systems, who provide ways to, will sell you the exploit you use to get on your computer. Uh, there's even, very common in the cyber crime area is I will write malware, but I will pay other people to get it onto machines. So um, it's a, a pay-per-install model where I'll write the malware, and every time you get it on another computer for me, I'll pay you a certain amount of money. So would you say that these attacks that are waged by this particular group are linked to any other attacks? We believe this group is responsible for for a number of attacks. Um, We've easily traced them back to five different attacks over the last uh, two and a half years. And um, we know they're even operating now. We see them uh, uh, continuing to target and attack companies. And so, Kevin, what would you say are the key takeaways for the banking industry, government, and other sectors? Clearly, the banking industry knows this, but many sectors don't really understand that they, they are a target for attack. Many companies and organizations think that's something that happens to other people, and I think this this group and others out there have shown quite clearly that it's not the case. It's something we all need to be concerned about. You need to do your basic security best practices. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but in this day and age, many companies aren't even doing the basics. You need to have good layered security. You need to keep up with all the patches uh, for vulnerabilities in the software that you run. And you need to have a very good layered defense that's not only on your desktop, but on your mail server and your gateway in order to protect yourself. Kevin, I'd like to thank you again for your time today. It's been my pleasure. Again, we've just heard from Kevin Haley of Symantec. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.